what I had was a sort of mashed potato mochi. Saturday Omaha. Eat this. I'm going to press this button right here. And when I press this button right here, there's only one thing that happens. And that's... The computer turns off? Oh, yeah. I guess I guess it does that, too. Oh, and Saturday Omaha show gets to start with the three of us. Dave here. Sam there. TJ here. And here we are. Just the three of us. We can make a show if we try. Um, something. No, like we can that. eat it if we try. Oh, okay. Thank goodness. Well, we, we did try. And we, we did. And we were fortunate. We were actually um, able to... Uh, well, actually, no. I, I guess two of us were able to dine in the same location. Then we had kind of a a satellite remote uh, eating booth, which which kind of worked out all right too. I we managed. We managed just fine. We did. As we, as we consumed we're... food. Yes. As we have been known to do, not as together as we were shooting for, but it did happen more or less concurrently. Indeed, indeed. To that end, then. We uh we headed to the northwesterly-ish direction of Omaha to a brand new spot, which is aptly titled Nepali Restaurant Inc. And they happen to serve Nepali food. They are brand new, um, so new that I will give you their address at 5478 North 90th Street, Omaha, Nebraska, and the zip code of one of the few places that you can get Nepali food in Omaha. It happens to be 68134, a good, uh, solid northwesterly zip code. Um, They are so new that they don't yet have a sign up on the uh, overhead banner type area where restaurants are wont to have signs, but they do have a sign on their door. Uh, It's very close to Little King in that uh, same plaza there close to the first national bank and they are also so new that they don't yet have their menu posted online and not only that they are so new that when we went in they had paper copies of their menu with annotations denotations but no connotations surrounding their food so uh yeah so what we are are going to talk about today my guess is that much of this will still be on the menu but be advised that we did take a little bit of a risk. I, I believe at one point or another, I was uh, want to say that going to a new restaurant within its first, you know, 30, 60, 90 days does carry a little bit of risk because they're still getting established. But um, I, I wanted to try this place. So here we went. Yeah, yeah. that was a, a nice uh, uh, almost TJ length dissertation with... Lots of detail that I thought I was going to be able to add to, but dang it, Dave, you you kind of hit the nail on the head with the uh, the full experience there. All right, all right. So, so uh, yes, but their their address though we gave it to you, and it's it's on their Facebook. So you know, punch that in your uh, Google Maps, your Siri, or whatever, and you can find it. But let's uh, let's talk about the interior right quick. Um, spruced up, nice and clean. A group of uh, let's say eight booths along the wall with tables in the middle. Uh, ordering counter and a well-stocked bar, uh, which we did not uh, partake in, um, but that's that's kind of the, the the setup there. 
a um, a an orange color throughout with uh, black booths, black tables, a good uh, motif. Looks a lot like our uh, podcast announcements and some of our Fatterday logos. So that that kind of worked well. Good good color scheme there. Um, I would like to come back to the orange on the wall uh, because it kind of relates to a thing that we we ate in a good way, and I just thought it was kind of funny. So I I don't want to. Uh, uh, forget to to mention that um indeed in, in some ways a color scheme certainly on brand and it did look like a a pleasant eatery from from the outside as i sat there lighting matches to keep warm <laughs> i i would also like to point out as as heard on prior show and definitely prior shows uh is that uh, we did indeed need to take our fatterday eaters and multiply by by 1.5 and get us a an extreme number of chairs. We ordered enough food for the the four of us that were dining that the uh, person behind the counter came out and was like, "Do you guys need an extra table? Like I don't think this is going to hold your food." Uh, he was correct. We did indeed need all the space for our foods. So lots lots was to be had. And speaking of that food to be had, we should probably talk about some of that food to be had. And since I have been yammering about the setup and everything else, gentlemen, would one of you like to start out talking about a dish that you had? Or would you like me to lead it off with the food? Just go ahead and lead it off. Okay. I'm going to start with, with something very simple. We're going to we're gonna go up now. I, I did have a friend from the Paul once tell me that... Uh, Mount Everest is, is not actually the traditional name. I, I do believe it translates to something like uh, whale tail, I, I believe. But uh, we will we will use Everest as a known Nepali landmark and ascend it. And starting at the foothills of Mount Everest slash whale tail uh, would be my boiled eggs. Now, I wanted a cross-section of the menu. I ordered, oh, I don't know, four different things. They had a boiled egg on the menu for a buck, and it said boiled eggs, and then cooked briefly on the flat top. They were a dollar. I got two eggs. They were boiled eggs cooked on the flat top, exactly as ordered, exactly one dollar. I'm going to leave it at that. (laughs) If you would like a completely hot boiled egg cooked and served... There you go. And you could dip it into some of the sauce that is given to you throughout and give yourself a little bit of a little spice there. But uh, that's that's that. It's it's a buck. OK, cool. Um, I would like to talk more, though, about the Nepali omelet. Continuing with my egg theme here, uh, the Nepali omelet was four ninety nine and uh, was brought out with their signature orange sauce. And this is something that uh, was I was relating to because the color of the sauce is similar to the paint on the inside, so a common theme throughout. I'm really hoping that they painted with the sauce um, and that there is intrinsic sauce value in the walls. Um, but the, the sauce... So the snozberries will taste like snozberries, Dave? Yes. Now, one thing from, from my understanding is that when one orders Momo, which one must at a Nepali restaurant, the sauce is kind of key. Like, it's a signature thing by, by family, etc. Very important. I do believe this is the same sauce that is carried throughout on all dishes that uh, I was served. And the Nepali omelet is no different. Um, it's, it's a decent omelet. It's, it's cooked well. It was hot. 
there was a lot of it. It was eggs, cilantro, onions, and I believe there's a little bit of uh, pepper in there as well. The cilantro wasn't uh, heavy or anything like that. If one were to order a light veggie omelet with a little spicy sauce, that's it. It's, it's simple. So graduating up from the uh, base camp of uh, the boiled egg to the Nepali omelet. Kind of a good starter. I sort of got uh, I got breakfast before my before my main meal, and and that's an okay thing. So I'll flip it over to uh, Samuel. Samuel, tell me about a so thing. What you, so what you're telling me is you egged your eggs. I I did egg my eggs. I I think the dollar price point on the boiled eggs just maybe got me curious. Of hey, it's a buck. So <laughs> it's like yo dog. We heard you liked eggs. Egg your eggs. <laughs> Yeah. Now, let's go ahead and rewind that. Uh, Mount Everest is actually known as Sagarmatha, which is uh, local for goddess mother of the world. Oh, wow. Very nice. Very nice. So there's that. I, <laughs> I appreciate your research. And also, yeah, that's that's pretty dang epic. No, and no it makes worries. me think of Mothra. So, you know, there's no downside here. Well, I did not get anything breakfast related at all, though I was curious about the omelet. So I'm glad you took that bullet just to find out, hey, it's an omelet. Um, me, I got three different things, and we're going to start with one of them, which is uh, something I had at the Momo station over at the inner rail. Yeah. Uh, the alu chop, mm. uh, which the best way to describe this is... If you had a crispy, crunchy, potato-stuffed medallion, um, the outside is a little crisp, a little chewy, but the inside is mashed potatoes. And oh boy, oh boy, are these delicious. They're they're uh, stuffed with a, a little bit of spice, not too bad. And they are, I'm guessing, coated perhaps uh, with the, the special orange sauce that is served with the table that matches the walls. Everything has a very bright orange uh, tie together, I guess you could say. Yeah, they had a uh, decor. Nice nice color on them when they came out. I didn't expect that because the ones that Kathmandu um, do not have that. They have a different outer They're appearance. They're golden crisp brown. Yes. These are bright orange. It might make you a little timid to put them in your mouth. Maybe they're too hot, but they are not. They were really delicious. The uh, mashed potato stuffing inside really good. Nice and crispy on the outside. I am a big fan of alu chop. I highly recommend these if you are interested in things that are of mashed potato um they are delicious and you get i think about eight of them, eight medallions of, of delicious fried mashed potato seems, seems about right either six or eight yeah and and what more do i need to say than fried mashed potato medallions because <laughs> good gravy wait well sam i didn't I, get gravy I, but it, i could have used gravy it sounds like you're in the wrap-up of yours, so I'm going to pick it up there, and I will I will tell you what more you need to say than mashed potato medallions, because mine, my perspective, um, having done things as curbside, and Dave was kind enough to rush things out to me as, as quickly as he could, but time spent in the box, especially with anything with a crispness to it, uh, will always change the character of your dish so what i had you still notice the the orange is extremely prominent on opening that and yeah i too was expecting the deep fried uh, crust that i have had at the momo station and uh so the orange was a little bit surprising also the softness so you might have had some crisp what i had was a sort of mashed potato mochi 
And I was not mad at this. So in the case of this, the outer coating was a kind of very thin, uh, soft, stretchy, and with that orange, uh, peppery, spicy, whatever it is, goodness on the outside. There's just a hint of that flavor that's in the sauce. And then you get the uh, the inside coming through. So you got that that stretchy, starchy outer wrapper with the inside being just a little bit more fluffy and mashed potato like. So it's a it's a good flavor, a good uh, textural experience going in. And I would guess, especially these were not the l very last thing that I got to, but it took me a little while to get to them. So they they were getting towards the cooler side, even though they came out piping hot. So they sat in that box long enough in the styrofoam takeout container, long enough to cool down quite a bit. I would say if you're looking for something to travel to your home, that this would be a good choice. Um, again, you got those textural differences, and it's these didn't make me sad even after sitting that long. I still really like that side of them. Uh, in terms of flavor, and this may be a theme throughout, so... Uh, chopped either red onions or shallots. I honestly couldn't tell because there were enough flavors happening that it was it was tough for me to get a real bead on uh, on exactly the the individual flavors going in. But either a mild kind of extra sweet red onion or maybe a shallot in their little chopped pieces of uh, oniony purpley goodness with uh, some cilantro leaf in there so you have that fresh herbaceousness you got the the oniony possibly slightly garlicky flavor going on and then there's something floral in there almost and i wasn't sure if that was just the character of the onion shallot still not quite sure what it was or if there might have been just a hint of cardamom a bare hint of cardamom in there because I, I feel that's just a little bit of a floral flavor something i almost uh associate with the color purple as a flavor which maybe uh, dave has brought this up many years ago and uh I, I have stood by this in many dishes there is such a thing as color induced flavor uh we've experienced that with, with uh, manufactured sweet things specifically a uh you know what, I, I'm going to mention a brand, why not? Uh, a Sprite remix that we first tasted in the dark and then looked at the purple cap and all of a sudden it was grape. So that that's a real effect. So maybe after looking at the onion, I noticed a uh, a slight floral taste. But, I, but not I, a grape I'm flavor? I'm not sure on that. Certainly not a grape flavor, no. <laughs> uh, but again, maybe, maybe a cardamom something or other. These were a, a good good variation in textures as well as well it did have that that pepper flavor some of those strong spice flavors they were all in modest measure and balanced against each other so the whole cocktail of subtly interesting things was there these were a good savory treat something to enjoy and they could have been a single bite but they're pretty good eaten maybe as two or three bites each they're, yeah. they're a very pleasant experience in in just about every way food can be so that's my summary there indeed but i did i like it but did you like it yeah uh, I, I take that as a yes. I would weigh in real quick because, Sam, you're kind enough to uh, let me get down on one of these aloo chops. They are a little different than the Momo, Kathmandu Momo Station one. Um, they're a little smaller, but I'd say a little fluffier. Um, it's just a different preparation. Um, I thought they were super fun. I think, uh, you know, $6.99, that's kind of a nice little appetizer type thing to bring to the table. And uh, I, I liked them. 
I liked them. I would I would eat them again for sure. Absolutely. Let us uh, let us carry forth and uh, Sally thusly. Um, boys, do you want to talk about some some Momo? I know we all had Momo, or do do we save that because when you go eat at a Nepali restaurant, you you have to have the Momo. Do we do we want to wait there? What do you think? Well, I think we've mentioned Momo. We might as well move in to Momo. Okay, let's uh, let's go go on the Momo. Um, I had the pork Momo. Uh, TJ, I believe you also had the pork Momo. And I think, Sam, you had the chicken Momo. Is this correct? There it was. Confirmed. Okay. Momo. If you have not had Momo before out there, folks listening to the sound of my voice, you need some. They are a dumpling. Very similar to a gyoza um, or a pot sticker. Uh, Same type of form factor. I have had Momo at Kathmandu Momo Station. They have them steamed. They have fried. These are a steamed Momo. You may obtain them in vegetable, chicken, or pork configurations. The uh, it's it's a little you can you can eat one in a whole bite, but uh, I, I think a little two bite job might uh, allow you to enjoy them a little bit longer. You get uh, ten to an order. Um, for the purposes of this show. Uh, gentlemen, would you like to know how many Momo I ate and will be providing Momo analysis on? Sure. I, I believe I would because I believe there was additional analysis for the sake of sauce today. Uh, there... And uh, I, in particular, have some some interest there. Yes. In fact, uh, I have now consumed 20 pork Momos from Nepali Restaurant, Inc. Uh, all of them pork but uh, I went actually went back today. Uh, we are recording on a different day than than we ate. I went back today because I needed some additional sauce analysis. From what I understand, one of the things that makes every family's Momo unique is their sauce. It is a special thing for that family. So when you go there, it's like, hey, this is my family's Momo sauce. Different family has different sauce. Um, and this was... What was served uh, throughout, again, for our various dishes, I believe, was all the same sauce. But back to the Momo itself, again, a steamed dumpling. One side is flat. The other side has Momo pleats, putting it together in its construction, giving it a little extra texture. The noodle section, the wrapper itself, is a nice uh, al dente. It's got a nice toothy feel to it. My pork on the inside of here is a, uh, I do believe, a ground mixture with spices, etc. Good flavor to the filling itself, and not spicy by itself. The sauce, on the other hand, is a little bit of a different story. It does have some kick to it. And TJ, you were asking about, you know, boy, I wish I had a little analysis on the sauce. I did too, which is why I went back today solely for the purpose of, of well okay i got i got lunch so so that was nice but uh trying the sauce again so i could really kind of break it down the 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 nose the scent of the sauce as well as the taste for me is is mostly a sesame a sesame oil is like number one smell and flavor for me the sauce itself is that orange color inside of the sauce are small pieces of chilies of peppers and so there if you were to just drink the sauce out of the little cup which i may have done just to get analysis on the sauce itself 
You have small pieces of chili, a few seeds here and there, and my guess is they blended those chilies up. Combine that with probably some other seasoning, and there may be a little cumin, I think, but I'm not sure. But again, overwhelmingly so, the sesame and the heat from the peppers. And when you hit that with the Momo, you get a little bit of a different combined flavor than the components individually. It something else happens when you when you stick them all together. I love Momo. Flavor synergy, you say? Something along those lines, yes. Um, I found them very delicious. I love Momo. I love these Momo. Uh, the heat on the sauce is good, not overpowering, but uh, a very enjoyable bite. Gentlemen, how are your Momo? Um, I've got the chicken Momo, so I'll be the only person who had a different flavor profile if you will even though i don't know if the spice mixture would be different um you said pretty much everything that needs to be said um i had a delicious kind of toothy chewy outside with the steamed skin i don't even know that sounds right steamed skin but it's what i'll call it it's steamed skin yummy yummy steamed (laughs) skin Steam, steamed wrapper? Wrapper. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, wrapper. Um, yeah. Um, steam, Sorry. Steam, steam dumpling? It um, is the season to be creepy, so steamed skin it is. All right. Um, and then the chicken spice mixture was pretty darn delicious. I mean, I what's there not to like about this? It's it's. I'm a big fan of steamed dumplings, have been f- since the advent of Chinese food into my palate. And this is just an off spin of what I know as a steamed dumpling. And it was really good. The orange sauce, I mean, you broke it down scientifically, um, has that spice mixture a little bit more heat than, you know, what was in the chicken Momo. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't really have much more to add than what you said. You kind of nailed it all other than instead of pork, I had a wider, lighter chicken affair and it was good. It was really good. I like it. Teach, how were your Momo? Well, uh, I, I believe the... Now Now I can't think anything but steamed skin. I'm trying so hard. Steamed steamed wrapper, wrapper. steamed outer coating, steamed... Wrapper. But it's a steamed dumpling type of thing, and uh, Sam definitely hit it there a little bit more uh, toothy than most. A little bit of that chew, a little bit of that stretch on the outside. Um, on the inside... One thing I noted, a lot of the times when you get a pork dumpling, it's a a ground pork of uh, some type. In this case, it was kind of like somebody first shredded into really thin strips, like an actual shredded pork, and then chopped it along the other axis again. So instead of that that completely uniform, pressed-together loafiness that you sometimes get in a dumpling, this had a little bit more... I don't know, substantial meatiness to it. I felt definitely a little bit more like I was really eating something and like this was very much prepared, hand-prepared, fresh. I was very conscious of that while I was eating these. Yes, you in the back with the headphones. Cheech, if I were to, because you you were talking about the texture of this meat, right? Because it wasn't a single solid piece, like you said, uh, ground with a spice mixture, and then formed. If if I almost said like kofta, where you have a ground meat mixture and then it is it is pressed around a skewer, and and turned then and cooked etc. Um, I don't know about that density because it was certainly lighter and fluffier, but 
yeah, it's like where you where you you ground it and then you made a uh, almost a cylindrical meatball, a light fluffy meatball to put then inside the uh, the Momo wrapper. I would uh, dissuade people from uh, thinking meatball even because it's still it's still more more separate than that. And yes. in a nice, oh, uh, I, I keep wanting to say kind of rustic um, our. Our mother would have referred to this as, as like a rustic chop. I, I hesitate to say a, a rustic cut because that might, might infringe on the copyright of a wonderful local uh, local meat distributor. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it again, I just I felt like I was eating something. And yes. it could have been because it was pork and because it had the richness and depth of flavor. It had a real high possibility to be greasy, which it absolutely 100% was not, Agreed. but still without being dry. It, it just, I can't say enough good about the texture here. I've never had anything in a dumpling exactly like it. Plus that with uh, a little bit of herbs, a little bit of uh, that chopped onion and or shallot was, uh, was in here as well in a couple of bites. Um, definitely the overwhelming theme is cumin. Cumin, 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 cumin. Cumin is in just about uh, everything that I can recall having in some quantity or other. Very definitely present in this Momo. I remember it at the Momo station as well. I assume uh, it is a very Nepali spice to have from my giant sample size of all of two restaurants. But uh, very, very noticeable in the flavor profile. And then uh, you add that that sauce on there, which in addition to your notes, the, the sesame especially would explain. I didn't notice that at first, probably because I had already had enough spice that it was throwing my palate off a little. And I didn't do your your full on sauce analysis. Gentlemen, I do believe it is time that we should take a little break. And when we come back, we will continue with main course on our, our trek up the Nepali Restaurant Inc. Mountain of Food. And so we will head out, hold on for these messages, and Saturday Omaha will be right back. Uh, no commercials exactly because you're listening to the podcast, but if you'd like, maybe go leave us a review, a nice happy one on your podcast provider. We'd really appreciate it. Back to the show. And with that, Saturday Omaha is back with me, Dave Zorko. We also have Sam and TJ here with me today talking about Nepali Restaurant Inc., a newer restaurant to the Omaha area featuring tasty Nepali food. We uh, talked about some momo in the first half, the aloo chop, a couple of egg preparations, but um, gentlemen, we we got more food um, because there were four of us and we had a table for eight, which had food Upon food, upon food, located on it. And the satellite uh, external minivan also with food, of which, TJ, you were present. So we actually had the home base and then the uh, the satellite offices of Saturday Omaha in the parking lot uh, for, for the purposes of this meal. So much food, it didn't fit in the restaurant. Uh, Samuel, what, what else did you get besides all the things that we already discussed in the first half of the show? Well, the big gamble is what was up next. Um, it's not what it's called on the menu, but with the Momo, I knew what I was getting into. And with the Alu Chop, I knew what I was getting into. So I just put a, a, a map up on the wall, threw a dart, and said, hey, that looks interesting. I got the Pork Sadeco, or Sadeco, 
I'm not sure how that would be pronounced. Um, I had no idea what was in this at all whatsoever, other than pork, because you know, there's the, the menu's not very descriptive. It just has name and price. So, pork sadeco it was or sadeco. Um, I, I I didn't know what to expect, and what I got was unexpected. I got a plate of chopped pork. It not not like I don't want to say chopped pork, but I guess chopped pork is the best way to put it. Diced. Uh, um, I would I would go for diced. I had it as well. Diced, yeah, diced or cubed. Diced um, would be a good way to put it. I'd say. Um, it's that's all it is basically. It's it's a just a little bit of, of greens, a little a little little floral in there, and 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 just some cubes of of pork on 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 some fire. Um, I. I, I saw nothing wrong with this either. I, thought, well, I actually, I lied. There was something wrong with it. I had bits of fat, and we know how yeah, yeah, bits buddy. of fat go down with Sam. Wait, wait, because because there may be some new audience members out there. So those that have been faithful uh, podcast listeners, and uh, you know for a long time, will know, but our radio audience may not. Now we have discussed my uh, my white creamy sauce rule, my aversion to. A lot of mayonnaise and sour cream, but we have not discussed the uh, the fat distribution among fatter day folks. Um, TJ and I love a little bit of fat, especially crispy fat on a ribeye. I like a fatty piece of bacon; that's fine. Um, Sam, you don't feel that way at all. This is true at all in any way, shape, or form. In fact, I will refuse great cuts of steak because of the fat content. I just have no desire to have a chewy, flubbery substance in my gullet. <laughs> and and uh, the, it uh, also it ruins sand, brisket sand for me in, in a lot of ways, too. When I go get brisket from places, I'm like, hey, let me get a leaner cut of that brisket, bud. Gotcha. Yep, that's a little something about your... Uh... Your hosts here, and you may judge what our tastes mean versus yours. Yes, uh, using par that partially as a a guideline. Yes, and I I know we have said so that uh, you know you're getting three different perspectives and three different preferences on this show. So now you know Sam's uh, Sam's fat rule, uh, which also can affect Sam's hams. Ham can go really badly for sam sometimes oh buddy <laughs> so okay all right so please uh continue on with your pork actually i think my aversion to fat and ham is the worst of all because i can have a steak and carefully dissect and just kind of get into the meaty parts ham will have a, a vein of, of fat you just unaware of you'll bite into it and all of a sudden just your teeth bounce back <laughs> so so repulsed by the slice of ham. Perhaps we devote at least part of a show to reading my new favorite children's book, Sam's Hams. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyways, back to the pork sedeco or sedeco or I don't know how to say it. Well, here, um, I, I, I do want to help briefly in case anybody's looking for this thing. It is spelled S-A-D-E-K. Oh, and uh, if any if any folks from the Paul of which I am friends with want to give me a call and be like, hey, listen, Dave, you pronounced this totally wrong. That's fine. Call me on it. I I am not native to that country. So pl please feel free to help me out. Sam, please continue. Sure. So I got my, my cubes of pork and very light greens that are probably just spice and a little extra floral flavor in there. Um, you know, the fun part is with the fat. I, I noticed, but I grew up. I grew up that day. 
We're learning I about ourselves. Every, I ate everything on the plate. Oh I just, my. I just, I, I'm, I gathered and mustered all the strength I could and just, I didn't want to offend the Nepali people. They, they, they made this delicious lunch for me. Wow. And I just, I just ate it. I, I went, I went hard in the paint and, and didn't even give it a second thought. And the great thing was it wasn't huge chunks of fat. There was just a little, a little chew here and there, a little bounce back, a little spring in my jaw, if you will. Um, <laughs> Everything it was it was pretty dang tasty. I would actually eat it again. The uh, the, the spice profile not hot in any shape or form. Just a, a nice little a meat spice. I don't quite know what was in there. I'm sure TJ will break that down scientifically and tell you of all the hints and uh, mixtures that are in there. But uh, I really enjoyed it. It's just it's a hot cubed beef plate of pork, and I really liked it. And I had some fat and. Uh, Today I grew up a little bit. <laughs> that's I. That's I'm fantastic. I'm so proud of you right now, buddy. I really am, especially. So so I'm gonna I'm gonna put forward something of a theory. I I think uh, your your Mexican bloodlines deep within you welled up and said, "Ooh, carnitas," because that's <laughs> that's what this plate totally was. Especially really strong uh, hint of cumin, uh, cumin cumin uh, cubed pork, and again usually. The the best carnitas I have had and the way I have understood the the recipe when it's been given to me is cubed pork uh, fried in lard well, until very, very tender and then crispy on the outside makes a wonderful pork chili kind of thing. And this was this was in that class. I really like having the cubes of fat when they are soft like that and maybe a little bit crispy on the outside. And I think that's your your growth in this area makes sense because fat when it's like that is perfectly good even I, I will still eat it when there's some bounce back but at that point it's gristle and i understand why nobody wants that but i found none of that in here everything went down nice and easy because when you have a little bit of that like on a steak and you can eat a little bit of it together with a lot of meat that works pretty easily but when you have like a cube of it that can go south pretty quick even for me however in this preparation, because I, I also had the uh, pork sadeco, uh, in this preparation, I, I was a little bit worried about the cubes thereof. And I was I was sitting there eating it going, man, I hope Sam didn't get this. Oh, I there's, did. There's like whole cubes of this stuff in here. And I I loved it, but I am I am surprised that you did and very glad that you did, actually. Because, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty darn good flavor experience. And you... I, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. The only thing that uh, that I noticed that you didn't list in there was that real heavy cumin influence. But yeah, that and the onion shallot, whatever it was, purple stuff, and uh, what I believe to be just a little bit of cilantro. These were they were carnitas for all the world, and they were good ones at that. These made me pretty darn happy. But especially even with the fat. If I was eating on a weekday where I'm trying to restrict my calories a little bit and trying to make sure what I'm eating is mostly protein content and not too much additional nutritional baggage, this would have been a really good choice. It's meat and an herb and onion, and it's not real heavy or real greasy. Everything came together and made a nice sauce, and I, I, I could have been... Uh, a little bit more dainty about it, but uh, I decided to just caveman that up. I was sitting in my car with a full roll of paper towels and no one else around. So this was a 
hand to mouth device. You had a and boy. It felt, you felt wonderfully cavemanish eating this wonderful meaty herby spicy thing and uh, after you I, ate it how many pelts did you gather from wildlife <laughs> well i mean usually once you've got the meat you've also got the pelts but uh this was decidedly a a delicious uh delicious thing and the i i feel guilty about some of the things i eat on Saturday. i feel that that fatness running all through me and thinking Wow, I, I should like work out some more like later in the week to to burn some of this off, maybe or something. This is this is lean enough, but also rich enough that I felt pretty happy about this. Like you can, I I can sustain myself on this and and be joyous about it. So, rich yeah, and lean is that that new country group? Yes. No, I was I was trying to think of what the uh, <laughs> the seventies. You know, your Hall and Oates would would be classified rich and lean. Their rivalry uh, goes way back to the sixties. Neighborhood block stuff. It's fine. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring up painful memories. It's cool. Continue. Man, I wish I had witty comebacks for that. I just did. You have any wheaty comebacks to the Hollow Notes jokes? Uh, no, those were wrapped around the dumplings. Oh, but did you like it? Yeah. Oh, good. Just take this whole Saturday train and derail it right into the ditch. Wham! You're welcome. Oh well, we did give a good heads up that you know horrible jokes may happen, but uh, that's okay because. That's us, and, and if they don't happen, we're not doing our job. That's true. That's very true. Okay, so you, you this is good because you guys got a confluence of of dishes here. Um, both liked them, so that's good. I, the fact that you invoked the carnitas phrase, like I kind of I kind of like to try this because I did not try any of this, but that that's okay. Um, I did get another thing. I think this was my fourth thing, and. I asked the waiter because Sam, we we took a little bit of a risk going here for a, a number of reasons. One, one, we're, we don't we're not uh, very versed in Nepali food. No, we've we've had momo, we've had aloo chop, I've had homemade momo, but that's like the extent of my Nepali food knowledge. So we took that risk. We didn't know what we were getting into. We also, again, brand new restaurant, so they're just getting their their feet established. So. Yep. A, a couple of risks there. So I said, waiter. I didn't say waiter. But, you know, hey, can you guide me here? I would like to get something that is Nepali. I, I Because, you know, there might be some crossover dishes, possibly Indian to Nepali food. But I wanted something, you know, quintessentially Nepali, besides the momo of which you have to have. And he says... Order the chicken chow mein. I was like, the what? The what? The what? The chicken chow mein? That's that's a Nepali dish. And I'm like, huh? Okay. Well, he he knows the food, so I did order the chicken chow mein. Um, gentlemen, would you like to know how this relates to what I have had as a Chinese version of a chicken chow mein? Did you do the science on it? Um. I, I did some looking up because I'm like, I, I need to know how this relates. This has You were like, what in tar hooties? Right. Um, the flavor profile of this has nothing to do with any Chinese chow mein that I have had. Um, this dish, if you go look on our social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, the picture's out there. It is a beautiful palette of color. There is a large 
plate, nice clean white plate, with some sauced noodles on here of a, a spaghetti-type form factor. And on top and mixed throughout is chicken. There are small lime wedges at the sides to add that little bit of acid to your dish. There's chopped onion, chopped cilantro on top. This is very different from what I have experienced before in a chow mein. So this is awesome. I, I'm growing my palate and my my reach of knowledge of dishes. Uh, the chicken, smaller pieces, um, probably about, oh, I don't know, maybe a maybe a half inch in a, a flat slice. And the noodles, I did take a look, and it looks like um, typically or can be a pan-fried noodle. And I think these were that. They had a great... Uh, al dente like texture and I thought they were delicious this was a big plate of noodle a big plate with chicken a big plate with varying colors and varied flavors you can add some of that uh, that momo sauce to your dish if you would like a little bit of extra heat I should point out that for our orders they did ask on a spice scale similar to you might encounter at a Thai place what your what your spice scale was they were on a one to ten scale i ordered this at a five it had a decent amount of heat that uh carried with me it was not overpowering but uh, a good amount of heat to it and frankly this was delicious um i'm kind of hungry right now i would eat this again right now i thought this was a really good dish if you're thinking what you may know as a chinese chicken chow mein this is Similar from the fact that it has noodles and chicken, everything else is different, and I found it very delicious. TJ, you um, actually had a sampling of this as well. What uh, Would you like to add anything? Do you have any major comments about this dish? Not a ton. I, I think you hit it pretty well. Definitely a different flavor profile than your uh, your expected Chinese experience would be with chicken chow mein. Um I didn't really notice, and maybe it's because I'd had so much in the other dishes, uh, strong notes of cumin in this, but I noticed a a spiciness, a sweetness, a, a certain interest to it, and certainly with the uh, the vegetables in there, a, a nice color to it as well. Yes. This was unique in and of itself, uh, a, a, a different experience than the other items on the whole. I'd say it kind of follows the uh, the theme of the Momo did this to me as well. And uh, to a, you, there, there's two knobs here, two, two primary flavor knobs from my own flavor experiences. So this is definitely a, a different and interesting experience. I really like this and would like to order a whole portion. Yes, and I, uh, I paced myself a little bit because I ordered four things. So I ate about half of this because I had omelet and noodles and... I had one aloo chop and Momo. Much, much was had. Um, and speaking of much had by the three of us, gentlemen, have we covered all of the food items that we ordered for this meal? My, my list is checked off. TJ, you as, as well? is mine. Okay, well, if uh, all of the lists are checked and the tray tables are in the full upright and return to the counter position... Um, that means it is time to wrap up this episode about the Nepali Restaurant, Inc., a new place located roughly off of 90th and Fort here in Omaha, Nebraska. And, uh, gentlemen, let's uh, let's get to it. Um, we are going to invoke the use 
of the Frampton scale, our Saturday Omaha scale of excellence, being anywhere, anywhere on the scale is a good thing, even at a 0.5 with a maximum of 5. And we, of course, are not going to waste your time by spending an hour of your ears by telling you about a place you shouldn't go to. This is our ranking of epicness amongst all other Saturday epic places. And Sam, you have a great way to kind of distill the essence of the Frampton scale. And what is that? If I were to bring any type of friends or family from out of town and they're like, hey, let's go eat somewhere in Omaha that I'm going to remember. And I'm going to go back home and tell all my friends about it and be like, guess what they got in Omaha that we don't have? This has something to do with that. How much would you like to show off Omaha? How much you want them to remember you when they go home? Um, you know, it kind of goes there. All right. I like it. Um, Tej, how do you feel about leading this one off today? All right, I think I can do that now. I am going to throw a caveat in here uh, in that I was eating in a van. <laughs> so my experience was decidedly different than it would have been eat in, and I suspect that will impact my rating somewhat. I am going to give this on the Frampton scale, and it is notable that it is on the Frampton scale, a 0.5 at this time. Now, I'm adding also the caveat that I want you to try this place, all those of you within the sound of my voice. So please do not take the 0.5 as a negative or a low rating in any way. I feel that eat in, it might have been slightly improved. I felt uh, the Momo was generous. I could have used maybe a little bit more of the pork sadeco at the, uh, at the price. But then again, the prices of everything has gone up. So that may be purely my perception as well, because the food supply is kind of crazy at the moment, and inflation is a thing. So pork sadeco $9.99, uh, chicken momo $9.99, which I feel is a really good price for that, by the way. Uh, aloo chop at $6.99. Uh, all, nothing, nothing is unreasonable, but I, I wanted a little bit more, even though I'm pushing a $30 bill with that. So... Granted, the the fatter day costs have been where they used to be 20, they tend to be 40. So again, my perspective may be skewed. Um, however, good flavors uh, at once familiar and different. I recognize some Chinese, you know, especially the steamed dumpling. And yet all of these these flavors that I know come together in a very different way. Plus that Momo sauce, it's it's more more interesting uh possibly just because it's new as new as they are this is a heck of a showing um they did a very good job all these were if if a dish can be polished they were polished these were very well put together they knew what they were doing and missing by the way on the uh pork sadeco and i i might be uh, remiss in not mentioning this a couple of very large slices of cucumber and a couple of carrot on top which a made a very nice visual presentation and that cucumber along with a little bit of lime in there which i also forgot to mention another very carnitas type thing those adding to that flavor profile of the the pork and the herbs and the onion all those things together was interesting and new and visually pleasant this is Again, very much worth your time. I feel it is a genuine Saturday restaurant, and they're only going to get better from here. Excellent. Sam? 
Yes, sir. Um, what I'm going to say is I am in the same neighborhood as TJ. I'm at a point five as well. Um, with them being a new restaurant, I really think it's a little too early to give them a full. Uh, um, I, I think they have a little bit of room to grow. As we as we've said before, about the first six months to a year is about where they're going to be probably. So I feel I feel a rating right now is at a point five. Uh, I would really like to see some type of physical menu as opposed to some staple sheets together. Um, the food, you know, th- th- there wasn't a giant selection of, of Nepali food. It was two pages. Um, and I, I would like to have some descriptors in my food. So me being a newbie to Nepali food, I can kind of understand what I'm getting other than instead of just throwing my dart at Ooh, the menu. So uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to kick back on that just a little bit because it's not, I, I think what you're, the, the problem that you're having maybe menu arrangement because there's like a glossary page, but it's separate of the actual item descriptors here. Let me see well, if I can pull this up. Yeah, there's an act, there's a full on descriptions page in the back. Yeah, at the very back, but it doesn't tell you all the things that are going on with your dishes. It's just kind of like, this is kind of what this is about. And this is kind of what this is about. I would like on the menu below the ding to understand what I'm getting as opposed to going to a glossary and kind of understanding the direction I'm heading. Yeah. Like, like I say, menu, menu layout, which I actually agree with because you could totally miss that page. And I did, uh, by the way, the, the first time around browsing through those pictures, cause I was looking at the actual items and only today going back through the menu pictures that Dave sent. Did I see this? So yeah. Yeah. So the food, everything I got though was, was really tasty, and I would I would definitely go back there. Um, I I love the bright orange decor that matches the sauce. I think that's actually a really cool thing. Like here's our sauce, and look, our walls are the exact same color. That's kind of fun. Um, other than that, uh, I mean, I had a great time. Delicious food. Prices were on point. I, I think the prices are actually fair for. Actually, not even fair. Probably a bargain for where we're at right now with food costs. I, I was wasn't mad at it at all. Um, yeah, I, I, I have no real qualms other than what I listed, and everything was delicious, tasty, hot, on point. I would go back there. Point um, five for me. All right, sounds good. Um, I'm going to give this one a, a little bit of a, a higher rating than you, gentlemen, on the uh, the Frampton scale here. Noting that, of course, anywhere even at the point uh, five we mentioned is a good thing. Again, this is a place that we would take someone to from out of town. They're coming by, and we're going to take you there. I'm going to go for a 1.5 uh, for a couple of reasons. One is, of course, uh, Sam, you pointed out, you know, and and we we decided to to head into a spot that's brand new. Okay, so that's that's on us, right? We took that risk. I really wanted to try this place. Um, everything was prepared extremely well. The things that they have are different i encountered that chow mein and i i would love to have it again just a different preparation of a dish than than i've had before i love momo i like the fact that i got a plate of 10 momo and they were delicious the sauce pairs nicely uh again i went back today to do some more sauce analysis and and had another 10 of them um it made for a good uh light lunch um so that was quite delicious sam i do hear what you're saying on on the refinement of the menu um you know i took pictures of the menu because it's not currently available online so as they grow and get established i am curious to see what their menu coalesces into as a permanent thing um the descriptions thank you the the descriptions they are 
lightweight summaries of the dishes. The uh, the pork sedeco and the pork, I'm going to mess this up, but Sekuwa, S-E-K-U-W-A, they're both roast pork mixed with herbs and spices, and one just says, and vegetables. So I don't know if one just doesn't have vegetables. So I see what you're saying, Sam. For for a newbie to Nepali food, and, and granted, we're in Omaha. Our selection of Nepali food is a little thin, so um, I, understanding what's coming uh, would be kind of a good thing, especially if one is ordering to go or something like that. I'm sure we could ask the uh, the wait staff, you know, to explain things. But I get what you're saying. Um, and so, as they refine, as they build, as they get some non-paper menus, uh, those type of things, I'm curious to see where they go. I agree, with both of you gentlemen. Everybody out there should give this place a try. It's delicious. Everything I had, uh, the hot fresh factor, by the way, um, awesome. I mean, like temperature wise, man, it was just stupid fresh. And the same thing with my Momo that I got today. I like the spice scales. And we we came in at prime Saturday time at 11, like the doors are open. And we were in there like maybe, I don't know, five minutes afterwards. And then we ordered like the menu. Uh, they were so pleasant and nice. As all three of us have said, go check this place out. It's delicious. They're just getting established. Get some Momo and uh, I, th I think, uh, Sam, you were want to say sometimes your, uh, was it your yes and? Um, so get, get some Momo and something else. Try some Nepali food. Check it out. You won't be disappointed and uh, enjoy. I'm glad that there is a, a new option out there for Nepali food and uh, I'm excited to go back and try it again. I, I would second that and... I'm now curious because I haven't been tasting my microphone, but maybe I should start. I guess uh, we will go with the traditional Saturday sign-off where I say, I'm Dave. I'm Sam. I'm TJ. And uh, until we eat again, please share us with somebody who's hungry. And Sam, you are also want to say sometimes that people should uh, do what? Eat this. That is correct. Eat this. Thank you for listening to our show. We will see you next time. This has been Fatterday Omaha. Bye-bye. Bye. Our show is recorded and produced by Fatterday Omaha. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, as well as email FatterdayOmaha at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and stay hungry.